Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Ah, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show coming to you on a Monday, big Monday, we like to call this. Bears in the Longhorns getting it on four hours from right now. <clears throat> we'll have a tip-off at the Moody Center. Bears close down the old Frank Irwin Center, the drum, by drumming the Longhorns. Will they open the Moody Center? Well, they've already opened it, but this will be the Bears' first time to play there, and that is going to be fun. And the women follow that up with a trip to Austin on Wednesday. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside as always Aaron what are you what are you going with today do you have let's see do you have a Chiefs shirt do you have a Chiefs shirt on do you have an Eagles shirt on surely you wouldn't be no matter how good the deal was you would never put on an Eagles an Eagles shirt I hope that would never happen that is correct totally see you putting on a Chiefs some kind of Chiefs item today (laughs) I do, I do think recently you had a Bengals item on, and boy, there are a lot of tears in uh, the land of the Cincy. What a sad, what a sad ending that was for the Bengals yesterday. We'll be talking about it through the day. Aaron, have, did you have, do you own any Chiefs gear? I do. I have a uh, Patrick Mahomes jersey in the closet, but I didn't wear it today. I just grabbed a... Uh, one of my older shirts because it's so cold and, you know, I didn't want to bust out one of my good shirts. So I have on uh, one of my, a Golden State uh, Boogie Cousins jersey on the day. <laughs> weird. <laughs> I absolute weirdness. Just, just the first one I grabbed out of the closet. But well, you're right, Aaron, I, I, would never, I would never wear Eagles, Giants, Redskins, Steelers, Yankees, Astros, or Lakers. That would be a good one to go with on the text line. Like, what's the last, what's the last jersey you would ever put on in, in, in any sport? What is the last jersey? I think some of our audience would be Longhorns. Some of our Longhorns might say Baylor. Who knows? Or they would probably say OU or maybe Texas A&M would be their 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 last one. But we could open it up to uh, all sports. What would be the last jersey you would ever put on? Um, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We love hearing from our people. The interaction is always great. Now, Aaron is also a part-time weathercaster. Okay, he forecaster, weathercaster, weatherman. Uh, he likes to he likes to look at these things, look at these different models. I can tell you, the Metroplex is preparing for snowmageddon. Even though it's likely no snow will actually hit, but oh my gosh, I mean I'm hearing, I'm hearing stories of grocery stores closing at four o'clock while people are in line. The announcement going out: we will close at four o'clock. Aaron, do you really, 
are you really a grocery store if when the when the a little cold weather hits and it's raining it may be a little freezing rain who knows a little sleet it could get ugly tonight overnight but are you really do you even deserve to call yourself a grocery store if you shut down at four o'clock during cold weather I mean seriously would HEB in Central Texas any of these HEBs ever do that? I mean, right through the pandemic, these grocery stores kept going. I'm not even going to give you the name of the uh, of the grocery store I heard this about. But they just they came out with a big announcement, apparently. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. We're done. We're shutting down. You need to be there for the people. And you can say, well, we're, we're taking care of our employees. Okay. Well, get them some rides home. Get them up. I mean, I you know, do whatever you got to do, but you don't shut down a grocery store when you get a little cold weather, especially when you're trying. To, I mean, this is a great time to make some money. You can sell out of the aisles. Just crazy to me that that would be happening. Aaron, do you think? What uh, can you give me the latest uh, Central Texas weather? Aaron, you are a guy who, boy, at one point you were even sponsored, and you would give out the weather, and you would do it in a very aggressive manner. And uh, you love sharing the weather with us. <laughs> what, uh, what are we? Uh, what, what are we looking at? What are we looking at in Central Texas right it's now? It's funny you should mention it because the weather this hour is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. For over twenty years, they've built a reputation as people you can count on for automotive sales and service off Highway Whoa. Six at Imperial Drive exit in Waco. Expect rain and. Snow on and off this evening and tonight with lows of around 31, but not for long, it doesn't look like. And we'll see an afternoon high tomorrow of around 36. So hopefully it will stay warm enough in the Waco area to where we don't have a bunch of freezings, uh, a bunch of of, of ice covering and, and a bunch of stuff freezing up, maybe I don't know the bridges. It'll probably get cold enough to do that. So, but right now it doesn't look like it will get too bad. Obviously, that could change. Well, yeah. Well, I'd like to say that ESPN Central Texas will work through anything, Aaron. But that doesn't really seem to be the case. <laughs> no. Last time, remember that? It's like, oop, there, there's some ice in the parking lot. We're done. We're done. Let's let's. I uh, I mean we. Ah, Tom will fight through anything. Our fearless program director, he will drive through anything. But, man, um, I know, Aaron, you, you've got some – your place gets really frozen. Your, um, your, your complex over there, you got some beautiful condos right off uh, Valley Mills there where you, re, you preside, reside. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Now, oh, I think Ward's pretty close. I really feel like we could get Ward up. We should be able to get Ward there no matter what but uh, we'll try to keep we'll try to keep everything moving here and um, hope everybody's okay i like oh ooh, in the metroplex Aaron, i'm looking right now on what i call the weather bug and i don't it's not just what i call it it's what they all call it Aaron, that's a fun thing by the way the weather bug because it ties in to like whoever purchases a weather bug right close to you like we should have one at our place the weather bug's a neat deal um Right now, they have it at a outdoor sports. They've got it at nine, a level nine threat, dangerous. Conditions are extreme. Delaying, canceling outdoor activities is recommended. All right, so let's just keep our eye on everything uh, as we um, 
as we move forward. Now, we've got uh, kind of some interesting things lined up for you today. There'll be a lot of talk about the AFC and NFC championship games, of course. Um, There'll be some talk about the firing of Kellen Moore and the hiring of Kellen Moore. Once Aaron uh, Rob Ryan famously was fired and he he had a quote he said um i'll it'll take me five minutes to get another job or i'll be out of work for about five minutes well kellen moore made that happen because the los angeles chargers moved quickly and kellen moore is already back in business now i am curious to hear from our folks 254-662-1660 does this do anything for you? Because <coughs> the, the, the other part of that is there are reports that, and Aaron, you remember right here on our air, I brought this up, could Mike McCarthy end up um, the play caller? Could he, could he want to take that over if Kellen Moore is out? <coughs> and there are reports suggesting that is absolutely going to be the case, that Mike McCarthy will call plays for the Cowboys. He called plays forever in Green Bay, then you hired him, but you it was a arranged marriage with Kellen, and he said, no, I'm going to let Kellen call the plays. We're like, okay, whatever, three years. Aaron, I looked at it in, in terms of I'm trying to think of the scoring or yardage. You know, obviously offenses are measured by different things. Scoring is the most important in a lot of ways, but yardage is also reflective as well of, of how you're moving the ball and all that kind of thing. Aaron, in two of the past four seasons, Cowboys number one in the NFL. In this past season, there were 11, which isn't that bad. I mean, think about that. Three of the two of the four seasons, they led the entire NFL with Kellen Moore calling plays. And boy, we could not. Everybody's just like, all right, thank, thank goodness. No more comeback routes. Thank you. We don't have to see any more of these comeback routes. Boy, they turn on. They turned on poor Kellen in a hurry. Part of this was because he couldn't get it done in the postseason was that all his fault no was it his fault that Dak was throwing those interceptions I don't know I mean I I don't think so but maybe some of the routes could have been the personnel could have been you know we had if we had receivers if Cowboys had receivers who could get open maybe that would help as well but Kellen Moore is out as Cowboys offensive coordinator slash play caller and that is uh, that that was very interesting news. And Aaron, we had Mike McCarthy's news conference the other day, and he didn't exactly race to the defense of Kellen Moore. You know, they were so excited to have Quinn back on staff. And when it came to Kellen Moore, he said, hey, I'm not going to play this game. He's going to be evaluated just like everybody else. Well, they'd already announced like six firings or six non-renewals, whatever you want to call it. And and Kellen Moore was left <clears throat> twisting in the wind. Aaron, if they had just waited like one day, couldn't they have let him? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter really, but couldn't they have just let him say Kellen's gonna, you know, the Chargers are gonna hire him? By the way, why couldn't they force the Chargers to give him something for Kellen, like they do on these head coaches? You should have to give up something. For Kellen Moore. I guess that only happens with head coaches. Aaron, wouldn't that have been nice to get like a third round pick for Kellen Moore from the Chargers? I don't think that ever happens, quite honestly. So I guess they had to go ahead and formally release him 
and then the Chargers moved to make him their offensive coordinator. He was just interviewed by the Panthers for a head coaching spot. Boy, how quickly things change, and now he and the quarterback's coach, Nussmeyer, are gone. They are no longer in the year of, uh, of Dak. And I'm curious, our people out there on the text line, and by the way, we'll read some of these. Put your name next to it. I mean, you don't have to give us your address, but tell like your name and to know what community you're in in the greater Waco, North Austin, College Station, wherever you are, Waxahachie, wherever you're listening to us. Let us know where you are from, but does this do anything for you? Do you feel any better now that Kellen Moore is gone? Maybe you hated his play calling. Maybe you think this will indeed help Dak cut down his interceptions, but you basically... Somebody's got to fix Dak, and um, people can defend him forever. But you can't really defend all those pick sixes and interceptions. Come on. I mean, you say, well, they weren't all his fault. I believe that. That is true. Those those interceptions in that playoff game, I'm sorry. Who are we going to blame those on? Kellen? Okay. Fire Kellen. Fire the the quarterback's coach. Fire the O-line coach. Everybody's moved on. Do you feel better? about Mike McCarthy finally getting to call plays. Does that make you feel better about things? Now, here's what you're going to really enjoy. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, about six minutes from now, Babe Loffenberg, Cowboys radio analyst, longtime friend of mine, and uh, former Cowboys quarterback, We'll, we'll hop on with us, and he'll talk about all this and give us some insight. What's Babe? What does Loffenberg think about all of this? He is one of the noted experts and authorities on uh, quarterbacking in this league. And so Babe will have some, uh, some good things to share with us. And then I'll also ask him a little bit about what we saw in yesterday's uh, AFC and NFC title games. I mean, I know what happened with the Eagles. I mean, my gosh, you're going up against a team that ran out of quarterbacks. So basically, we're going to have to try the Wildcat at the end of the game. They had no answers. So in some ways, they had, I mean, Eagles had a great season, but they kind of had that game handed to them in a little bit. Now, the other one was a knockdown drag out where the officials got involved, and there's a lot to discuss with that. All right, next, we will talk. Former Cowboys quarterback Babe Loffenberg joins us next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back in action in the Farrell Center Wednesday hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for Baylor women's basketball. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women get a road win in Lubbock over the Red Raiders, 79-59 on Saturday. Baylor women host Kansas Wednesday night in the Farrell Center. Baylor get another win in the Farrell Center over Arkansas in the SEC Challenge, 67-64. Quick turnaround for the Bears. Tonight they'll head to Austin to face Texas, 8 o'clock tip-off, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Philadelphia Eagles punch their ticket to Super Bowl 57, beating the 49ers 31-7. They'll face the Kansas City Chiefs after the Chiefs beating the Bengals 23-20. The Eagles are an early two-point favorite in Arizona. Dallas Cowboys have parted ways with their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy will take over the play calling next season. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight in the AAC hosting the Pistons. Tip is at 730. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show. Babe Laufenberg joining us now. ESPN Central Texas. And Babe, a lot of news. Only the Cowboys are trying to watch AFC-NFC championship games. 
And, of course, Cowboys news breaks during one of the games. Babe, we've, uh, we've done this long enough to be very used to this, the Cowboys getting involved. <laughs> Unfortunately, they weren't playing on conference championship weekend, but they did make some news, didn't they? They certainly did. And there's a great line from an Elvis Costello song, Mose. And he says, well, I used to be disgusted, but now I try to be amused. <laughs> so nothing, honestly, nothing surprises you. And it, with all the changes that have been going on, um, it, it, it's what happens when a team goes now, 17-game schedule, 3-14, and 14, right, or 5-12. and 12. Rams went 5-12 and 12 this year, and uh, they had a lot of staff turnover. I don't know that I've seen a team go 12 and five, win a playoff game and look very good doing it, by the way, everybody kind of forgets about how well they played against Tampa Bay. And, uh, and then you fire half your coaching staff. <laughs> so again, just, it's always a stay tuned situation here. Is it not? <laughs> it really is. And I wonder what you think about Kellen Moore in particular of, of these moves. He gets hired immediately with the Chargers. You were around him. You kind of heard him explain things and his thought process. He obviously had some really good moments. The results were good in, in, in terms of where they were ranked. Um, but there's always a fall guy involved. What do you think this is about exactly, this move? Is it about Mike McCarthy wanting to maybe call the plays? Is it about, hey, maybe Dak needs a, a different voice in his ear? What do you what, – how does this thing kind of strike you in terms of how they ended up making this decision? Well, I'm not privy to all of that information, obviously, and, and they're usually fairly complex and nuanced, and uh, especially when you have the success – that they have had with Kellen Moore. Here's just a quick, I know everybody wants something different. Parcells used to say, everybody wants different until different isn't any good anymore. And then they want different from different. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so true. It's just so true. So in in the four years that Kellen Moore was here as the play caller, right? They were top four. They were top four in points per game, yards per game, and third down conversions. And if, if I've always said, if you want to be a good offense, you got to be able to convert on third down. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Kansas City was number one in the NFL this year, and we know where they are. Um, so th- th- this hasn't been a bottom feeder team. Um, now, if you want to move on for whatever reason, feel free. It's your prerogative, right? It's your choice. I can't imagine that telling more relief would be too strong a word, but – if you told me, hey, you, we're firing you, uh, and we're going to make you go work with Justin Herbert, <laughs> I'd say, where do I sign? Give me the exit papers. <laughs> I mean, to, to get the opportunity to work with Herbert, and I bantied this around a little bit, if they had fired Brandon Staley, which they did not uh, with the Chargers. But, you know, at the end of the year, they had to collapse, obviously, in the playoff game against Jacksonville and on and on. And there was rumor he may or may not survive that but which would you where would you like to go if you were Sean Payton and you had your choice of places and the money was equal and all that um, I think you'd say you know give me that Justin Herbert kid you you had Russell Wilson in Denver and you were going to have to try to get him back to where he was 
you had the Arizona job that was open and still is. And you, you got to decide, do I want a five, nine quarterback and all the issues that seem to come with Kyler Murray, or you're going to be in Carolina and Houston uh, where you're kind of most likely looking for a quarterback. So to me, I, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, um, Caleb Moore could have landed in a better spot. Would you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And it kind of sets up a possible interim coach situation. If Staley gets off to a rocky start, you're right. There was talk about possibly firing him. So it's really interesting that Kellen Moore now on the staff. And uh, that's how we are in the media sometimes, at least, you know, that cynical, wait, who would be the interim coach? Right. Well, of course, they haven't even right. started next season, but you do have to look at the ways these things end. Talking to Babe Laufenberg on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about Mike McCarthy now? I mean, in a sense, if he does call plays, this is kind of a sink or swim. And again, like you said, they've won, what, 25 games the last two years. Let's not act like it's been a, you know utter disaster, but they, can't, they haven't been able to break through to where they want to get, which, by the way, hadn't happened in, what, 27 years um, since they've been to a conference title game. But what do you think? Do you think Mike has been kind of wanting to get this back and wanting to have a go at this the whole time? And and do you you sense maybe uh, some excitement from him for getting to get back to what he did in Green Bay? Because in a sense, it was a little weird. You hire a guy that's always called plays, and he says, no, Kellen's going to call plays. And he kind of sits over there. He's got a nice chart, keeps the chart kind of folded in two. And yep. it's like, well, this is interesting. What, how do you, what do you make of Mike McCarthy possibly being the play caller now? What was interesting to me, and we'll backtrack a little, but you touched on it. When he got here, he said, we're going to continue with Kellen Moore as a play caller. So he relinquished play calling duties to Tom Clements, who was the quarterback coach in Green Bay. I believe it was the 2016 season Mm -hmm. that lasted 10 games and Clements had been a long time um, assistant of his in green Bay. So it wasn't like something you hired this guy and you go, Oh my goodness, this isn't working out. Um, But then he took that play calling that season. I don't think their relationship has ever uh, been the same Tom Clements that is. And, uh, and he said at the time, I, I will never do. I will never relinquish play calling duties again. I will never do that again. Then he got here, and he was not the play caller. So I don't know if for three years he was chomping at the bit to get back at it. I will say this too, Mose. You know this. Hey, if they say, well, maybe it's a different voice in Dak's ear. He's a head coach. <laughs> he always had the ability to get uh-huh. into Dak's ear, right? I mean. It's one thing if you're down the totem pole and you say, man, I'd really like to do this with Dak, but I've got this offensive coordinator over me and I got the head coach and I got all these people and I'm, I'm really not, not my, my job, not, not my place to do that. You're the head coach. If you don't like something, you go right in, you go into Kellen Moore's office, you go into Doug Nussmeyer, who was a quarterback coach who, oh, by the way, won't be here again next year either. And you tell them, Hey, here's what we're going to do. So, It'll be interesting, and uh, I am not – I don't know if we've talked about this. I've, I've said it many times, but I'm not really hung up on play callers and, you know, guy calling plays. It's the work that you do during the week and, and game planning for teams and trying to figure out a way to attack them. Uh, I do know this. You're a lot better play caller when you have good players. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
I, it was funny the other day, the celebration of Dan Quinn. Think about that. He, he, what Mike, I guess, came back out and addressed it afterwards and, and said, hey, great to have Dan back. And it was kind of like, well, there's one staffer that they wanted to keep here. And, of course, there's a few staff yeah. members on the defensive side, but it's like, you're right. I mean, cleaning house after going 13-6 to is kind of rare. But I do think there is something Jerry does kind of like to keep people a little uncomfortable. You remember that after Wade Phillips? Wade Phillips got a, a little bit of an extension one time, and Jerry, even at that press conference, was kind of like, hey, this isn't going to be a long one. I can't remember what it was, but you remember it was kind of like, he wanted to keep everything uncomfortable a little bit, keep everybody right. on edge, and that may right. be a little of what's at play here. Well, I always think you got you got the wrong guy if the only thing that's going to keep you on edge is that you might lose your job, right? I mean, <laughs> these coaches, these yeah. coaches <laughs> should want to do a good job. I, I don't need Dak doesn't need a quarterback behind him to push him. I mean, hey, I'd be all for getting a guy in there. I've, I've been for drafting a guy every year. Not an indictment on Dak, but you see it time and again. I mean, shoot, look at Philadelphia. They, they use a second-round pick when they've got a guy that was a, one of the leading candidates for NFL Player of the Year in, in Carson Wentz, but they drafted another one. I'll go to Washington. They took RG3, right? In that same draft, in the fourth round, they took Kirk Cousins. Well, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is, is playing and making a lot of money. And uh, RG3 is doing what we do now, Mose, and has been for about the last three years. So I I think it's always a good – I don't think of it as a backup quarterback, but just a backup plan. Keep developing these guys, and uh, you just never know when when you're going to need them. Hey, Brock Purdy. (laughs) I know he was a seventh rounder, but, you know, they just got Trey Lance. Number one, what do we need a quarterback for? Well, he came in pretty handy. You, when you look at Dak and you look at all those interceptions this year, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting thing to kind of analyze. And you could look and go, okay, that wasn't his fault. That one wasn't his fault. But some of them were. I mean, there were pick yep. sixes in there. There were and, and the concerning ones, obviously, even more than anything, the red zone picks. You know, not all interceptions, obviously, are the same. But the, right. this this whole concept of Dak needs to be – Fixed. Okay, who can fix Dak Prescott? Is that overblown? Is, in, in, when you kind of look at this season, do you think you, you just got a guy that got kind of in a bad slump in a sense? And, and this is maybe an aberration season? How do you, how, what, what's your kind of biggest takeaway when you think about all those uh, interceptions? Because obviously it played a big role in their season ending early. It did. And you, you do have to look at each interception individually. And it's so funny too, Mose, because we're all, I don't want to say guilty, but you know, let's say I, I come home from the Cowboy game. I don't see the other games played in the afternoon. And I see Joe Blow through three interceptions. And I was like, you know, the natural reaction, right, is, wow, yeah, he had a bad game. And then you look and one ball is tipped at the line of scrimmage and another guy, the receiver falls down. So you, you really do have to look at each interception individually and when he was at 14 I went back I, I looked at all the interceptions seven of them I by my count were, were not on deck um, you know the Noah Brown the play in Jacksonville mm-hmm. that goes off his chest and it's to pick six and it ends the game and it, it goes down so when we get to the end of the season and say back led the league in interceptions that happened but you got you got to look at them I'll, I'll even give you the the sideline route against uh, 
San Francisco in the playoff game, Michael uh-huh. Gallup, that ball, I don't care who's throwing the ball, that was one of the worst routes you can possibly run. I mean, he comes up, <laughs> he comes out to the sideline, you're supposed to work back to the quarterback, and the quarterback is counting on you running the route the way you drew it up, and the ball's gone before you come out of your break. I mean, we could all see it, right? We could see the corner in front of him, but – Dak can't wait. If he if he waits that long, you're late with the ball. He was a little late with that one, but long and short, you know, I, I put I put a good deal of that interception on the route. The worst thing that should have happened on that ball in San Francisco is it gets knocked down. The defender knocks it down, or the receiver and defender battle for it, and he gets knocked to the ground, and we go on to the next play. But uh, clearly, it wasn't the worst thing that could happen. But, but again, I, I look at a lot of those things. Um, there was a crossing route in that San Francisco game, third and eight. They're, they're in the knocking on the door for red zone. They ended up with a field goal. And, you know, C.D. Lamb, he's running this crosser. He stops, he starts, he stops, he starts. I'm like, where? I mean, Dak was, threw it to him. He threw it behind him. I don't know if you know, know the play, but uh, yeah, he's, he's thinking he's going to sit down. And if, if you look at it from the quarterback standpoint, you just say, okay, do something. I always remember, I watched a – a uh, clinic by Lincoln Riley, and he said it's better to be decisive than to be right, meaning just do something and let the quarterback know, you know, man, you're going to run away, zone, you're sitting it down. Even if it's man coverage and you sit it down, then it's up to the quarterback. He can go away. So you're wrong in the route, but at least you're decisive. And that's what got him on on that particular play. So you can go through each, uh, which I do, (laughs) You go through each play and say, well, that, that kind of screwed him there and that screwed him there. But uh, the, the other part of it, very quickly, I know that's a long-winded answer, but uh, Dak has not been a guy who throws a bunch of interceptions, right? Mm-hmm. If this was a thing each year where you know, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions in, uh, in uh, last year in Tampa, and he threw a bunch before that and he threw a bunch after, um, Dak has not been that guy. In fact, his rookie year, that's all you got to do. You don't have to get him better going forward. You got to go back and say, wait a minute, this guy, his rookie year, had 23 touchdowns and four interceptions on the season. So maybe you bring back Jason Garrett is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wouldn't that go over big? <laughs> well, a guy who didn't really probably want to give up play calling but was forced to. And as I recall, was that Bill Callahan? I mean, who who he had to give it up to was someone that honestly didn't even have a complete feel for the offense at the time. And I, I think yeah. um, Callahan yeah. and then Linehan. Linehan took it's, over it's, after that. If your name then ended with Han as the last syllable, <laughs> you could be the OC. <laughs> Linehan, Callahan, and then uh, obviously Callamore, the, the final year there. But um, yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. One thing about Dan Quinn coming back, um, it's like in the restaurant business. You know, they say you got to touch tables. You know, you come out as the manager and hey, everything good here. You good here? Do you guys need anything here? You touch tables, right? And I think as that head coach, you're doing the same thing: training staff, equipment staff, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator. You kind of got to touch tables when you become that play caller these guys are kind of going to have to, I don't want to say fend for themselves, but you can't be in all the meetings. I can't be in a defensive meeting because I'm installing the offense. I can't be in the special teams meeting. So I, I think at that point, you got to have strong coaches there. And I think that quite honestly, Mose was as big a reason as any. And there's a lot of 
reasons why you want Dan Quinn back. But with Dan Quinn, a strong personality, he's a leader. And having been a head coach, McCarthy can turn his attention to play calling and say, Dan, hey, you handle that. You handle that. Just come back to me. Let me know what we're doing on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, almost like two head coaches right there on the staff. Yeah. and. That can always uh, work, you know, work either way on that. All right, babe, that, that was fun. The next time you come on, let's talk about the state of officiating in the NFL right huh. now. <laughs> well, very quickly, because I'm watching the game. The, the late hit is going to be a late hit today, tomorrow, yeah. next week. I mean, it was a late right. hit. It was, you're going to flag that every single time. And the intentional grounding, the minute I saw it and I was watching with a football guy, we both just said, it's intentional grounding. And, you know, 15 seconds later, because there's a mechanics to it, it's it's never like a late call. It's There's a mechanics to how that gets called. But I'm like, that's intentional grounding. And it, sure, it was, you know, they called it. So if you're a Cincinnati fan, you may say, oh, that was, that killed us. That killed us. Yeah, but you know what? Those, those are going to get called every time. Yeah, I agree. That third and nine that they got over, though, where they can't, they couldn't get a call, a play stopped, and they let the play yeah. happen. Uh, that didn't lead to anything, fortunately, but that's a mess when everybody in the no, stadium no, and was. broadcasters. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a. But fortunately, a... I was surprised CBS didn't pick it up immediately because I kept saying, show us the wide shot. And then if you're watching that, excuse me, if you're watching that game, ultimately they did show the wide shot with the official running in with his arms waving. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to stop it. But that was, uh, I, won't, I won't lie to you, that was a little odd. Yeah, it just felt odd, and maybe he started in a yep. little too late. But, uh, yep. well, babe, I, I appreciate it. Uh, great to catch up with you. And, okay, uh, well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank there you. he goes. Babe Laufenberg, longtime CBS TV anchor, as well as a former Cowboys quarterback, all-around good guy, and then the radio analyst for the uh, Cowboys Radio Network. You hear him with Brad Sham. All right, always good to uh, to do that, go over some things, and I uh, thought some really good thoughts there from, uh, from Babe. All right, it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. That is next. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show Thursday, February 2nd, and Hammond's basketball coach, Nikki Collin, and acrobatics and tumbling head coach, Felicia Mulkey. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Hellberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women get a road win in Lubbock over the Red Raiders 79 to 59 on Saturday. Baylor women host Kansas Wednesday night in the Farrell Center. Baylor get another win in the Farrell Center over Arkansas in the SEC Challenge 67 to 64. Quick turnaround for the Bears tonight. They'll head to Austin to face Texas 8 o'clock tip off and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Philadelphia Eagles punch their ticket to Super Bowl 57 beating the 49ers 31 to 7. They'll face the Kansas City Chiefs after the Chiefs beating the Bengals 23 to 20. The Eagles are an early two-point favorite in Arizona. Dallas Cowboys have parted ways with their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy will take over the play calling next season. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight in the AAC, hosting the Pistons. Tip is at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Five o'clock, we'll jump back in. I'll offer my takes on the whole Kellen Moore being fired and then Kellen Moore landing on his feet today with the Chargers. Boy, he was not out of work long. We should all be so lucky when we fall on hard times. (laughs) His hard times lasted his hard times are a little different than most people's hard times. You go from like, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's going to work out for Kellen. But we'll uh, talk about that at 5 o'clock. And then, Aaron, how exciting was that to hear that? I love hearing, having Helberg on the, uh, and Philip and Yvette, the uh, the owners, 
of uh, Hellberg Barbecue. Man, they are so cool, and they do a great job. And, and they've there's some very, very exciting things going on with that restaurant, their catering business, everything. They are just really on a roll, and we could not be happier to uh, partner with them. Hellberg Barbecue. And, uh, boy, out that Spiegelville direction, the folks from China Spring, Crawford, they flock to it. And then people from Waco. I mean, they'll, they'll finish a Baylor game sometimes, and everybody will just flood right on out there. Hey, let's go out and see if they still have some meat left at Hellberg. I mean, that's really, really a cool thing. So we are excited that they um, were uh, interested in being a part of the Matt Mosley show. And uh, I just loved hearing that hearing that. Uh, that spot a little while ago and uh, that that's very very exciting all right aaron what are you um yeah aaron you want me to bring you some brisket sausage turkey they got some half chicken what are you next time i'm out there they got some kind of pesto infused turkey that looks unbelievable i've had the sausage and brisket what do you want me to bring you next time i'm out at hellberg uh just like a three meat plate i don't care what meats Free just, meat. Just a sampler, okay. yeah. Yep. I'm trying to think. They may have a little pulled pork. They got some great sides. I think I saw mac and cheese, some of that mustard potato salad that I like. It's really good. I think I saw some beans, but uh, <clears throat> tremendous job that they do out there. And they're, they're expanding. I don't know if I'm officially allowed to announce that, but they are. And it's going to be even bigger. I don't know if it could get better, but it will be bigger. Uh, and that will be very exciting. Thank you, Helberg. Welcome aboard the Matt Mosley Show. I hope they're playing us out there. I know they don't stream anything, but, boy, they can hear us loud and clear on 1660. The flamethrower. All right, Aaron, what do we we have today as we get this week started with some college news? I was kind of seeing some different things online, so I'm kind of anxious to see uh, where you uh, are going to take this today. Baylor junior guard L.J. Cryer was picked the Big 12 Conference Player of the Week for the second time this season. The Big 12 office announced today. Cryer averaged 21 points in two games this week, helping Baylor to their third straight undefeated week and a six-game winning streak. He scored a team-high 22 points in the win over Kansas and followed that up with his fourth 20-point performance of the season Saturday in the win over Arkansas. Well, I love what he's doing, and I, I think they, you know, there's something. In fact, I was going to bring this up, Aaron, and I might do it later in the program too, but I was tipped off kind of about some of the things they did to get him going. And I just, I just, uh, I love what he does. I mean, if you'll, if you'll notice, um, when when they try to close out fast because they're worried about him shooting out there, he'll drive it more. So he's getting more buckets on those floaters, and, and he's trying to get to the line a little more. Why would you not want to get the line if you shoot it like that? And I know Arkansas fans probably are mad because, Aaron, how many, how many free throw attempts did they have the other day? Bears go like 21 to 24 from the free throw line. And I think Arkansas was like 6 for 11 from the free throw line. People were like, they shot better than Baylor? I mean, Baylor didn't have any. Uh, literally, one player had three or four assists, and the whole rest of the team had one assist. Now, wh- how do you have a low assist game, Aaron? Well, you're missing everything. 
and then you find a way to beat a really talented athletic team in Arkansas even when you're not knocking down shots. That's good. That's good. That speaks to your defense. Um, it speaks to a lot of things. It speaks to your rebounding. You're having to get second shots. They've been good at that. They're a good offensive rebounding team. And, you know, they're, they're better. You know, this season they have not been good in transition defense, but they're getting better. They're getting back a little bit more and identifying folks. I still think this team gives up too many straight-line drives, but they're getting a little bit better on that. But uh, <coughs> I, I just think what Baylor's doing with uh, Cryer, Aaron, fewer of the ball screens, and then, and then there's um, just right there. I mean, he's just, he's, he's just using his shot fakes. Every, every, they, they just put a really nice plan together for him. And he's so talented that all he needed to do was just a little help in that area and then just go execute. And he's doing it. And that's how you survive a day when the great Adam Flagler, who's one of the best players in the country, just has one of those rare, rough shooting days where he was one for 11. Now, Flagler will still find other ways to help you, but he had a rough day. And then, of course, at the end, Aaron, what did Keontae do? He said, hey, guys, uh, y'all just Give me the ball. hop aboard here. Hop aboard. I'm going to go ahead and finish this game off. And it, that's how you go to an extremely tight, like, tied ball game or being down by one to you look up, Aaron, with, like, 18 seconds left and you're up by four. That happened in about the span of 25 seconds. And they went from kind of hanging in there like a tie ball game to being up by four in Arkansas, having to foul and figure out what to do at the end of that game. And thank you, Baylor, for um, for when it was a three-point game, for going ahead and fouling. And um, I, that's the way you do it. Put them at the line. And I know some coaches don't do it. I don't think Bill Self likes doing it. I think there are coaches on this Baylor staff that kind of debate that. But I'm, that's the way to do it. Go ahead and foul. Take the foul. Put them at the line. And, and that's how the Bears closed it out. Although, Aaron, how scary was that when that ball, they missed that free throw. <laughs> that ball goes out to the corner. That Wide was open. scary. Whoa. And the guy hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> he, where'd that guy been? I don't think he'd been out there all day. And they put the poor kid in on the last play of the game, and he has a wide-open three, and he hits the side of the backboard. <laughs> we talked about Baylor's six-game winning streak. They were unranked at the start of that. They have moved all the way back up to number 11 in the latest AP poll. Purdue is unanimous number one with all 62 first-place votes, followed by Tennessee, who had a big win over Texas this weekend. Houston at three, Alabama four, Arizona five. Kansas State is seven. Kansas is 8, Texas 10, Baylor 11, Iowa State 13, TCU is 15. So a very Big 12 heavy top 25 this week. Wow. In the top, how many is that? Did you say six of the teams in the top 15? And then Aaron, think about this. Is Houston number three? Mm -hmm. And Gonzaga is... Right after Baylor? 12, so yeah. They're 12. I mean, if they, if both those teams, we know Houston's coming. We don't know about Gonzaga yet. But think about that, Aaron. That could be eight of the 15, top 15 <laughs> teams could be from one conference. 
I mean, that's just crazy to think about. Now, let me ask you this. Is, does, in a way, does Houston's entrance into the conference make up for both OU and Texas? Certainly don't have the, the brand. I mean, but, but from a basketball perspective, again, we're, we're not talking about football. Don't hear me out. Don't hear me wrong here. But from a basketball perspective, the way that team and program is going right now, Aaron, I know you have loved ones that are attached to that program. That's an interesting thought. Is Houston in can basically does Houston almost replace OU and Texas? Now Texas is talented, and obviously they're a top fifteen program right now. But OU's not very good. But let's give OU credit because OU hammered the number two team in the country. I mean, just absolutely annihilated Alabama in Norman the other day. So, um, and Aaron, how do we do in the Big Twelve? challenge I, I think we did okay seven and three nice nice everybody take a bow in the big 12 especially the bottom half of the big 12 they uh the bottom three teams in the league all came through with big wins two games in the big 12 tonight of course the big one is the big monday matchup between number 11 baylor and number 10 texas in austin tonight at eight o'clock on espn also Number 13, Iowa State coming off their loss to Missouri in the Big 12 SEC Challenge over the weekend. Take on Texas Tech in Lubbock. Texas Tech still looking for their first conference win. You think they break through? No. You think they break through? <laughs> did they beat LSU the other day? They, they did. The a night, weren't they? Yeah, Texas Tech won, beat LSU. Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia beat Auburn, and Oklahoma obviously just ran – um, Alabama out of the gym. It was the well, biggest margin of defeat by a top two team to an unranked team ever, ever. <laughs> in the history of the poll. <laughs> yeah, so um, a pretty impressive oh. win for Oklahoma. Thought TCU embarrassed the conference in Iowa State. You mentioned Iowa State gets hammered by Mizzou. Mizzou almost made the top 25. They're receiving votes, but um, way to go, Kansas. I think Tech should get to count that as a conference win. All right, I'd like to give Mark Adams, in my book, Aaron, this is just kind of my make up my own rules, I'm counting that the Red Raiders have been out in the wilderness. They found a way to get a win. Aaron, wasn't that in Baton Rouge? I think that was on LSU's home floor. I am giving Texas Tech a conference win. All right, I've talked to Brett Yormark, and he said I could do that. <laughs> They uh, they need it. It's been a long year for them. That was a good win for them, though. As you said, beating LSU on the road in the uh, on the women's side of the new AP Top 25. No surprise at the top. South Carolina is still the unanimous number one team with all 28 first place votes. Followed by Stanford, who's back up to number two. LSU at three. Indiana and UConn rounding out the top five as far as the Big 12. Not much. Uh, Iowa State is at 12. Um, Oklahoma is number 20, and Texas re-enters the poll at 24. They're the only three Big 12 teams in the poll this week. Bears and the Longhorns get it on on Wednesday night. And then, Aaron, isn't there like a huge game happening in college women's basketball? I think is Tennessee – where is that game? Tennessee and LSU are about uh, about to have a big one. Is that tonight? 
Just trying to think when that is. Um, I think Tennessee and LSU have a big matchup coming up. And I was reading about it, and the, the Tennessee coach was laughing because I guess Kim went on record. Kim Mulkey said that she thought Tennessee would probably be favored to win the game. <laughs> and, of course, then it, I mean, LSU's just stacked, and they're beating everybody, and they're undefeated. And Tennessee's getting better, and and they've had a nice season. But I think I think Kelly Harper, the head coach at Tennessee, was trying to wonder what Kim was talking about, like why why Tennessee should be favored <laughs> to win that game. I think Kim was trying to. There's some kind of gamesmanship involved, but um, that's a big one, Aaron. That that tennis uh, LSU and Tennessee, and that is look. That is I tonight. Love seeing, oh, it is tonight. Okay. I love seeing big crowds in college women's basketball. And, Aaron, that that LSU place uh, holds quite a few people, big state school, obviously. I could see fourteen to 15,000 showing up for that. LSU and Tennessee. That's pretty cool. That's great. No matter what you think about, you know, the who the coach is or whatever is involved, that's pretty awesome for college women's basketball when you when you got 15k. Now, meanwhile, Aaron, does it help that LSU's men stink? Nobody <laughs> wants to go see them play. <laughs> they got the cheater out of there, and now they can't win. Will Wade, Will Wade. I was reading something, Aaron. It was it was like that message board genius, and somebody was like, some one of the teams. Who was it? They were talking about maybe it was Ole Miss. They were like, who's going to be our new coach? And somebody said, well, we should go after Chris Beard or Will Wade. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Let's go after the folks that, that, that have a little baggage and see what happens. Aaron, when would you guess how long will Chris Beard be out of coaching? When will he start his so-called redemption tour I mean, obviously, I think we'll see where this thing ends up in the courts. Uh, I think that'll need to certainly play out first. Would you – do you think Chris Beard will be coaching in college basketball somewhere next season? I do. Like you said, it depends on where, how quickly the case is resolved, but I, I think it will be wow. resolved pretty quick, and I think he will be coaching somewhere next year. It's just – Kind of the way it works with top coaches, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, Patino and – I mean, there's almost nothing. There's Well, sadly, Baylor had uh, two of the coaches in both football and basketball that obviously uh, have shown that you can never coach again. Um, and, uh, and those were different uh, stories, which we won't get into at this point. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, nice job. Good work right there. Really enjoyed – our visit uh, as we went around uh, college uh, athletics, college basketball, college football. It catches whatever we need to talk about in college. And, and there's just we love it. We love talking college athletics, and I think that's one of the many reasons people kind of flock to this show. Um, all right, Aaron, as we begin this 5 o'clock hour, I think it's time to have a nice discussion, and we may take some calls. Is this Kellen Moore firing making anybody feel better about things? Mike McCarthy taking over his play caller. Does that change anything? 
Well, Babe Laufenberg had some really good stuff on this front when he was on with us earlier today. We'll discuss all of that next. Recently on Game Time. Welcome into the program, the athletic director and vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics from Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I, I wish, you know, there was about five or six of me and I could clone <laughs> myself and, and get, to, get to all of them because it's important. You know, I've got a great staff. I think it's the, the best in the country and we divide and conquer and it's a lot of fun and it, it's a joy to be around our, our student athletes and coaches. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. 
your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And, um, man, that was uh, that was good stuff earlier today. Uh, Babe Laufenberg uh, joining us and uh, covered a lot of ground on Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, uh, everything that's happened. Of course, during the conference championship games, news comes down. Who knows who was exactly first? May have been the Dallas Morning News, David Moore. I noticed Tom Pelissero uh, right after that had it. Funny how that works uh, from the NFL Network. And uh, that Kellen Moore was out as the Cowboys offensive coordinator play caller. And I thought, uh, as we talked about earlier in the program with ba- with uh, Babe Laufenberg, I mean, some of the numbers are pretty stunning over the past four seasons. I mean, you look at points. Uh, you look at, I mean, so you, you look at scoring, you look at yardage, you look at a lot of the the top kind of rankings, touchdowns. Cowboys were over, if you put in all four seasons, Cowboys near the top or the top at a lot of those. So it is interesting. You talk about a man, though, who has landed on his feet. Kellen Moore, news comes out today that the Los Angeles Chargers have hired him to be their offensive coordinator. They have a defensive-minded head coach in Brandon Staley. Now they bring in the, uh, uh, you know, Kellen to call plays and be the offensive coordinator. I mean, you go from Dak to Justin Herbert. And nothing against Dak, but Herbert's earlier in his career and seems to have more tools than Dak from, a, from just an arm talent standpoint maybe even measurables as well. I mean, I'm not one of these people who just completely knock Dak and dismiss his future, but Dak is basically sitting there at age 30. You get Herbert extremely early in his career, and I don't have Herbert's age in front of me, but I bet he's no no older than 24, probably 23 or 24 years old. Herbert is, I mean, Aaron, if we, real quick off the top of our head, if we were going to rank the... Like just just on talent. Let's not talk about like Tom Brady or anything like that. Just on let's talk about just guys that have huge futures right now. I mean, you got Mahomes is just always gonna be there. And he did it again and he's going to another Super Bowl. You got Burrow, who keeps showing up. Last year he made it the Super Bowl. This year he made the AFC title game. And I mean, you've gotta put Herbert in the in the conversation now he hasn't broken through and he had you know they had that embarrassing thing happen to him against the Jaguars so he doesn't have the he doesn't have that on his side but Aaron I don't think we could find anybody even the most ardent like Dak supporter if I said would you rather have Dak the seasoned veteran now at age 30 or you can have Herbert for the next couple of seasons is there, are there people out there, Aaron, that would, would take Dak over Herbert? I don't think so. There might be a few. Might be a few. But it would just be a handful. Now, let us know on the CNC Collision Center text line. Always love hearing from you. Are you excited that Kellen Moore is gone? 
I, I want to know if there are people that were blaming some of the deficiencies and some of these interceptions and everything that was happening, some of the routes you maybe didn't like on Kellen Moore. Like, are you excited that Mike McCarthy will now be able to sink or swim? And it does set up now a total situation, as we were talking about with Babe Laufenberg, of the, you know, kind of the head coach on one side of the ball um, with, with Mike McCarthy running the offense and Dan Quinn running the defense. And, I mean, Dan Quinn should be allowed just to run the defense. But the, t- the thought of McCarthy, who used to kind of be able to duck into this meeting, oh, I'm going to spend some time with special teams. Okay, now I'm going to spend time with offense because that's my background. Now he is going to be almost full-time offense, and he's going to get to call the plays. How many of these guys call their own plays in the NFL? Well, Sean Payton, for the most part, has Andy Reid and Bienemy. For the Chiefs, kind of go back and forth, it seems. I mean, it looked like the enemy, from what I could tell, was calling the plays. I find it fascinating that the guy's had such an incredible run there. He can't get a head coaching job. He's now being mentioned as the offense coordinator in a couple of different places. Who knows? Don't totally understand it. You know, meanwhile, we talk about, you know, people that will not hire minority head football coaches. The Texans, you know, seem to step up and hire a minority every uh, every cycle every year but they just don't keep them they don't keep they don't keep the coaches i mean it's kind of uh i mean aaron how do we look on how do we look at that sometimes we scold these teams oh my gosh they didn't they just all they did was meet the rooney rule they just interviewed an african-american coach but they didn't even think about hiring him and then houston actually hires african-american head coaches but they only keep them for one season i mean should that should that even count for hiring you know so anyway, I don't want to, I don't know how I got down going down that path, but um, it does look like Houston. It, it they're kind of leaning toward. And Aaron, I don't know. Have you seen anything on this today? Uh, 49ers just lost, but D'Amico Ryan's was kind of considered the leader for that Texans job, and he is a great coach, great defense coordinator, was a tremendous player, but really seems to have the 49ers. They always they run really good stuff. They they. You know, obviously it didn't work out for them. I think the biggest reason, of course, was not having a quarterback can put you in a uh, in a really tough spot. But I did see, it does seem like the Texans are going to end up hiring D'Amico Ryans. I am curious, though, on the text line, the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, where are you on Kellen Moore? Do you think the Cowboys are better off? or worse off now with him gone because everything points to Mike McCarthy taking this over. <laughs> Something I talked about on this show and other programs when I jump on the uh, podcast with Colin Cowherd, I've talked about it, that this could be the move when uh, that Mike McCarthy could end up taking over the play calling. Aaron, the reason I kind of like it is because it's a sink or swim moment. It's just – Let's go ahead and take off anybody else to blame. Okay, let's we decided maybe let's blame Kellen Moore. Let's blame the O line coach. Let's get the quarterback coach out. Let's run about six or seven coaches out of here. Make huge changes. As we talked about with Babe Laufenberg earlier in the show, it's not it's unusual for a team that ends up, what, Aaron, thirteen and six when you count the playoffs, and then last year twelve and five. It's it's very unusual to basically kind of blow it up. 
I mean, you didn't blow up the head coach. You got the head coach. You still have the defense coordinator. But the rest of the staff, you made enormous changes. This seems to, you don't do these things without Jerry being right in the middle of it. Um, Jerry wants change. And, um, and I think Jerry likes to make people feel uncomfortable and threaten their jobs, and he thinks that works. We talked to Babe Laufenberg, who played in the NFL, played for the Cowboys, and he seemed to kind of scoff at that. But I promise you, that is something that crosses Jerry's mind. I Garrett used to call plays here. They took play calling away from him. This is never going to be a I – mean, if Mike McCarthy loses the play calling, he will also lose his head coaching job now. There's nobody else to fire. I mean, what, are you going to fire the offense coordinator who's not calling plays? Now, I think there's – a 90% chance that Mike McCarthy will call plays. We still don't know exactly who he's going to bring in as his offensive coordinator, and we'll see where that goes. There's always the chance Jerry still kind of thinks somebody else should be calling the plays, but it seems like Mike McCarthy wants to call the plays, and it's something at different training camps in the past I've asked him about. Do you miss calling plays? And his answer was unequivocally yes. Sure, you miss that. Sure, I miss that. And when he came to take the Cowboys, it wasn't an offer. It wasn't like, oh, you can call the plays or not call plays. He was told that Kellen Moore had to continue calling plays for the Cowboys. And he was okay with that because what was he going to do? Not take the Cowboys job? Not take one of the most highly visible, uh, highly coveted jobs in professional sports? No. He was going to do whatever Jerry wanted him to do. Now, if you want to weigh in on this, again, 254-662-1660. How do I think Kellen Moore will do for the Chargers? I actually think he'll do pretty well. I mean, he's he's going in there. Um, he's going to get to – I mean, in, in some ways, when you have a head coach and a former play caller looking over your shoulder, you have a, a quarterback in Dak – who backtracked this year, took a step backward, threw a ton of interceptions, and you inherit somebody that is a, ph- a phenom. I mean, I Herbert, everything about him, the way he moves, the 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 delivery, he can make every throw from a from just a delivering the ball and everything. He's not on Burrow's level as a leader. I don't think he certainly hasn't accomplished what Burrow has, but he's not far off from a talent level. All right, we, we can talk up all day about Aaron Rodgers and Brady and some of these older quarterbacks and who have put up enormous numbers, but the from the young guns, Herbert's right up there. And I don't think there's many Cowboys fans that if they had to pick between Herbert and Dak. So in a sense, I mean, this guy's won the lottery. Kellen Moore gets fired one day, and now he's running an offense where Justin Herbert is the quarterback. And Aaron, you're my keeper of all secrets when it comes to fantasy football and, and wide receivers. I know Eckler has been the um, the running back for the uh, Chargers. Uh, Williams' name comes to mind. Keenan's name comes to mind. Allen over the years. But now, is, isn't that a fairly talented and robust um, group of wide receivers that Herbert has to throw to? Oh, absolutely. Um got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You've got two of the probably top 20 
receivers in the league. Mike Williams is close, probably closer to 25, but still you've got two very, very good receivers and you've got the best receiving running back in the NFL to throw to also. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it's a uh, it's a strong cast and with Pollard unknown, you don't really know what's going to go on with his surgery, his rehab, when will he truly be ready? They're saying before training camp, we shall see. I mean, you can't really rush that with a running back. You might have a better chance with some other positions, but you can't do that. I mean, it's not like a running back's going to you got to have surgery on a high ankle. He broke his fibula. Uh, that's not a great injury to have to come back from. It's going to kill his value on the open market. It's not like Dak, whose value actually went up because the Cowboys bungled his his whole um, you know his whole negotiations. This is a uh, this going to be this is going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out. But I would say that you now look at you'll look at the offense of the Cowboys, the play calling of McCarthy, and I promise you, Aaron, if if Mike McCarthy was not already in the ear of Jerry begging for more help at wide receiver, boy, he will be now because it's all on him, and you have the potential head coach in waiting right over there at defensive coordinator. Mike can go out there and cheerlead and do cartwheels about Dan Quinn coming back. But the truth of the matter is, if this thing gets shaky and Dan, and uh, Dak's still throwing a bunch of interceptions, they're going to make a change. And if they're really good on defense and Micah Parsons continues to develop and they're good up front and the linebackers play well and they get those safeties and they get the cornerbacks healthy again, I promise you Quinn can, will continue to be a great in-house candidate to be your head coach and you're keeping him around. I mean, the best thing probably for McCarthy, Aaron, from a sink or swim standpoint, was going to be if Dan Quinn got hired somewhere else because then he could make it more about him. There wouldn't be all these threats around him. But as long as Dan Quinn's there, boy, if they come out of the gates and they're shaky and they get like a 3-5 and five start and Jerry wants to try to save the season, don't you think in a, he will absolutely pull the plug? He hates doing it. But he's done it before. He did it with Wade Phillips, and they waited till they were one and seven. But he will pull the plug on certain things. That one year they were like three and four. He went out and swung a deal for uh, for Amari Cooper and gave up a first round pick to bring him in. He would do the same thing as head coach again. That would be kind of awkward because you'd have to have somebody that could step in and be your play caller. But to hear some quarterbacks, former NFL quarterbacks, we had one on today. In Babe Laufenberg, Aaron wasn't that interesting. I, I find sometimes that the people who have been on the field and you would think would know best about this are the ones who play down play calling more than anybody. What do common fans and even the media sometimes immediately start screaming about? When Baylor was struggling this season at times or Shapin was making too many mistakes in the red zone and that kind of thing, what were people doing, Aaron? They immediately start talking about the play caller. Bad play calling, bad play calling. It's kind of a it's kind of the easiest thing to go to. But as Laufenberg told us, I mean he thinks that is way overblown. You know, whether or not you you know the the play how important that is, and he feels like it's throughout the week. 
It's the preparation. It's putting the game plan together to have that list of the play calls you're going to make. But, Aaron, how often do you think Mike McCarthy, over the past three seasons, has actually jumped in there and and made a play call? The truth is, in my mind, barely at all. The only time he gets involved is maybe a suggestion here or there, or maybe, hey, we're going to go for it or not go for it. Otherwise, he has stayed out of it. Guess who didn't stay out of it this year? Uh, Bill Belichick, the Patriots. Apparently, according to Albert Breer, he was moonlighting this year as a play caller on offense because, of course, he didn't trust. He had Matt Patricia and whatever that guy, Judge, Joe Judge, trying to call plays in one of the most backwards, weird things that we've ever heard of. Now, Bill O'Brien has has uh, is now with the Patriots, and he'll call plays. All right, we've got a lot to deal with today, and we still need to talk about I know a lot of you are thinking about those games from yesterday, especially the Chiefs-Bengals game. How bad was the officiating, and how horrible do we feel for Joseph Asai, the Longhorn himself? For I heard people say, well, that play didn't lose us the game. Well, kind of lost you the chance to go into overtime. So it was a pretty awful play by a good guy. All of that coming up next it's time now for the baylor sports beat on the home of the bears espn central texas now here's the voice of the bears everybody number check baylor athletics on the monday baylor sports beat coming up we'll wrap up the weekend in baylor athletics plus baylor basketball in the spotlight again tonight on big monday details straight ahead on today's baylor sports beat Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening. Now at Alan Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A busy weekend in Baylor athletics that spills into tonight with Baylor basketball coming off the 67-64 win over Arkansas on Saturday, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Now back in league play tonight, headed to Austin to play the Texas Longhorns. Here's head coach Scott Drew on UT. Well, I mean, they got they got great guards, really experienced team. Um, I think the 11th oldest team in the country or something like that. And, um, I mean, early on, they beat Arkansas in a scrimmage by, what, 40 or something. So, I mean, it's a team that knows what they're doing. Um, 
We'll, we'll, uh, they've changed some things up a little bit. Rodney's adjusted some things, so uh, it'll be a typical Big Monday uh, uh, game. I know with their new facility, everybody uh, has been really impressed with the atmosphere they have and the home court advantage, and I know our pavilion will be very similar to that. Um, so uh, I know on the road you got to do a good job taking care of what you can take care of to try to keep the crowd out of it. Scott Drew and the Bears in action in Austin tonight, taking on Texas on Big Monday. We're on the air at 7.30 tonight, tip-off at 8 here on ESPN Central Texas, television tonight on ESPN. The Baylor women also coming off a big win on Saturday, 79-59 over Texas Tech in Lubbock. Double doubles for Caitlin Bickle and Dariana Littlepage Bugs. 16 in the game for Jade Owens, 13 for Sarah Andrews, 10 for Bella Fauntleroy. For the Baylor women, now 14-6 and six on the year, 5-3 and three in Big 12 play, hosting Kansas Wednesday in the Farrell Center. Also from the weekend, 12th-ranked Baylor men's tennis knocks off number 9 Florida State 4-2 to advance to the ITA Nationals. Women's tennis falls 4-love to top-ranked Texas in Austin on Saturday. Baylor Equestrian records wins over UT Martin in South Dakota State and track and field's trip to the Razorback Invitational highlighted by Coy Johnson's gold medal in the women's triple jump her leap of 42-8 wins the event in Fayetteville. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Austin and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. 
We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women get a road win in Lubbock over the Red Raiders 79-59 on Saturday. Baylor women host Kansas Wednesday night in the Farrell Center. Baylor get another win in the Farrell Center over Arkansas in the SEC Challenge 67-64. Quick turnaround for the Bears. Tonight they'll head to Austin to face Texas. 8 o'clock tip-off and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Philadelphia Eagles punch their ticket to Super Bowl 57 beating the 49ers 31-7. They'll face the Kansas City Chiefs after the Chiefs beating the Bengals 23-20. The Eagles are an early two-point favorite in Arizona. Dallas Cowboys have parted ways with their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy will take over the play calling next season. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight in the AAC hosting the Pistons. Tip is at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, <laughs> Aaron, you know this weather. Everybody's in a uproar. I think I saw 32 earlier in Austin. You were telling me kind of what it is in Central Texas. You kind of like to watch the weather. You know, I'm kind of into it as well. About 29, even down to 27, with some freezing rain in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And Aaron, just moments ago. I heard that uh, Pete Delkus, the famous uh, Channel 8 WFAA ABC affiliate in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and a lot of people in uh, Waco and the surrounding areas do get uh, through their cable or whatever they use, uh, direct TV. they get um, Channel 8 news, and they kind of like to watch that from time to time, see what Pete's up to. And uh, Aaron, apparently I just got a shout-out because I just started receiving all kinds of text that I was mentioned during all these weather reports. <laughs> and he said, he said something. I guess a uh, Matt Mosley put something out about uh, the deal, and I, I don't. I don't think I said anything, but he said I. He's like I don't know. I don't know if this is the Matt Mosley, the former person, uh, radio personality at ESPN in Dallas. <laughs> so anyway, being talked about on the weather today. So that's good. That's good to 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 hear that. Pete Pete Delka still kind of remembers my work in the Metroplex. Now, Aaron, you've been digging in. And boy, Richard Carr, woo, how about that? Richard Carr getting involved uh, with uh, the weather, sponsoring the weather uh, during our show, which is very, very good. And uh, Aaron, what are we, what are you looking at? What was the last weather report you threw out? Have you updated your numbers at all? No, it's still looking about the same. Uh, doesn't look, I mean, we're going to get 
around freezing early in the morning, about 3 or 4 a.m., but right at it. So hopefully we won't have a lot of ice buildup. All right. All right. We'll uh, we'll see. I, I can say that I uh, have heard of some school closures already, but I do believe that's up toward the Metroplex. So our uh, as uh, school lets out and everybody's kind of driving home right now, uh, it let out a little while ago. Uh, Waco ISD out there at Midway, all our surrounding areas. I, I think they're probably going to have school tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep you updated. If we hear something, we'll pass it along. But right now, it looks like the Metroplex is uh, is really getting quite a few closings already for tomorrow. I don't know. Central Texas is known for just powering through. Uh, whatever it takes, and um, so that will continue to happen. We've been uh, wanting to hear from you, and before I move on to reacting to the AFC and NFC title games, I did want to hear one thing we've been talking about all day is Kellen Moore getting fired as the Cowboys play caller, offensive coordinator extraordinaire. thought he had a pretty good run. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, my gosh, they won 25 games the last two years. Let's not act like they were awful. We sometimes act like that because they don't get where we want them to get, which is to the conference championship. At least give yourself a chance at the Super Bowl. They never get there. Of course, they haven't in 27 years. So, you know, it's interesting to see. But Cowboys just up and fired Kellen Moore. Where does he land? Oh, how's Justin Herbert sound to you? How about that for a soft landing? We should all be so lucky. To get fired, and then you show up at like one of the great jobs. You get to hang out in Los Angeles. The cost of living's a little more, but um, imagine Kellen. What do you think Kellen's making here? And let's see. What will he make with the Chargers? Somewhere in the neighborhood of, oh, about $2 million, $1.5 million, something like that. He'll be okay. Well, college coordinators are making that now, aren't they? So I bet he'll make two and a half, three million dollars to go coach for the Chargers. Way to go, Kellen. Way to land on your feet. Now, I've I've kind of been curious whether our listeners are like good riddance to Kellen, Kellen, or they're you know, they're they're sad about it. And now are they worried that Mike McCarthy is gonna be the play caller? I mean, some would argue he's not the greatest head coach in the world. You're going to add play calling to it? Not the best game manager in the NFL. i tell you what, though. I mean, when all hope looked lost, they lost Dak, looked like the season would go in the tank, what'd they do? They went 4-1 and one without Dak. Then he comes back. Offense did some good things this season. Dak threw 17 interceptions. 17, three pick sixes. Man threw two bad interceptions. Now, as Laufenberg told us, one of those routes on which he threw an interception said Michael Gallup ran a horrible route. And then he blamed, uh, he said C.D. Lamb ran some bad routes in the second half. There was like a, a crossing route that he was bringing up. Aaron, you get the feeling the feeling that uh, our man, Babe Laufenberg, stares at that tape all day. He's actually gone back and looked at all the interceptions. At one point, Aaron, he said he went back, and of the 14, the first 14 interceptions of the season, seven of them were Dak's fault. Seven of the 14. So that's always interesting to get that kind of perspective, especially from a former Cowboys quarterback in Babe Laufenberg. You listen to this show, you'll hear people like that. All right, Aaron, um, let's, uh, let's go to the text line. What are our people saying 
about Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, anything. I'm kind of opening it up. It's kind of a uh, what we call a free skate. We used to do that at Super Skate, Seagaville, Texas. Free skate. Just do whatever you want. Just get out there. We'll throw the dice later. May do some backwards skating. Of course, I never could do that. Maybe even have a little couple skate where you hold hands with somebody. All right? Obviously, I was at that age not really doing well in that area either. And that implies I did better later. I don't think that I don't want to make that implication either. All right, Aaron, what else? Uh, what do we have on the CNC Collision Center text line? Tori says, do you think Kellen Moore was just a scapegoat? Mm. Well, everybody is a scapegoat at some point. And they scapegoated a lot of people. If he, he wasn't the only scapegoat, about six or seven people were handed pink slips. Head on out the door. We'll see y'all later. I mean, some of them had been with Mike McCarthy for a long time. Mike was basically told, hey, Mike, need to get rid of a bunch of people and then go make some hires, get rid of the whole offensive staff. So, by the way, he wasn't the only scapegoat, but sure, you call it what you want. I mean, he was scapegoated. You can't get rid of Dak. His contract's too big. You're not going to go. You could draft somebody, but let's not act like they're going to draft somebody probably in the first couple of rounds. So you might draft fourth, fifth-round quarterback, try to develop them. But you're not expecting them to step in and beat out Dak Prescott. I mean, you got you owe the guy something insane, you know, in the $40 million range per year. You did the deal. you got to honor it now. I mean, you could. You don't have to. You could cut him, but then you're going to have to owe enormous money. Nobody's going to trade for that contract. I mean, that's a really sad state of affairs, Aaron. Is Even as, as good as he's been, nobody would even touch that contract. I mean, you know, there are big money contracts. Like if, you, if, if Kansas City quietly said, golly, we just can't handle, we love him. But we just can't handle paying Mahomes this much money anymore. All 31 other teams would line up and go, whatever you need. Here's our entire draft class. Whatever you need, we need Patty. Same thing right now for Burrow, even though he's still on his rookie deal. Same thing with Burrow. We'll we'll give you everything we have. We may even give you like 10 players. That's how important the position is. But, and again, part of it's just the, the money's too high, but part of it is... Dak right now is just not really playing like an elite quarterback. So, anyway, long-winded answer of saying, absolutely, Kellen Moore was made a scapegoat for Dak Prescott's failures and this team's failures um, to break through in the playoffs. I think part of this is Kellen Moore obviously put up some really good numbers during the regular season. But in the first playoff game, the wild card game, they go out there and have a tremendous showing. They get it done. They got it done on the road. Now, was it? A, it's a team that went, ends up 8-10, and 10, so I'm not saying we should, we should go crazy over that. But he did get it done, so you got to give him credit for that. But then he goes out, scores 12 points. All right, it's not just his fault. His quarterback throws two interceptions. But is he a scapegoat? Absolutely he is. What else do we have, Aaron? The other is kind of along the same lines. It's from the 254. It says the OC was just a budget peace offering, cheaper than flushing the real $49 million problem, Dak, stuck with Romo Part 2 for the next three years. 
Yeah, and they, by the way, they would have been with Romo for a few more seasons. Had he not had the injury and had Dak not stepped in and played beautifully in 2016. Aaron, remember the numbers, and we brought them up earlier in the program today. Remember Dak's rookie numbers? Isn't that remarkable to think? And again, that's that's when, I'm trying to think who he was throwing to. Who did he inherit of Romo's wide receivers that season? Um, I guess Dez, right? Would have had Des Bryant 2016? I'm just trying to think of who he was so. throwing to. But uh, he he threw for 23 touchdowns and four interceptions. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. And if you look at throughout much of the rest of his career, he's put up kind of similar numbers. I mean, the, the interception totals are not anything staggering. I mean, in one of his – some of these other quarterbacks will end up throwing a lot of interceptions. Um, Dak just – boy, he did it in a in a big divisional game, and he did it against a team that had Brock Purdy quarterbacking and that was only able to score 19 points against the Cowboys. So, fair or not, Kellen Moore's gone – because of what the offense did in that game. And again, you can't you can't fire Dak. And I guess you could have fired McCarthy and kept the coordinators or even kept Dan Quinn and made him the head coach, but they decided to stick with McCarthy and then have Dan Quinn. And this creates an even more it already was Dan Quinn just ran the defense and Mike McCarthy was kind of a walk around head coach. Now it creates even more of an interesting dynamic because you have Mike McCarthy, who is the head coach of the offense, and you have Dan Quinn, who's the head coach of the defense. This has happened before here, and it goes back to when Jason Garrett was the head coach of the offense uh, and Wade Phillips was the head coach of the defense. And Wade was actually the officially the head coach. But you got a situation back then, and that happened in about 2009 or 10. One of those seasons, they they end up giving um, Jason to keep him around after the 2007 season. Anyway, Jason goes and interviews, and they bump him up. I think it was after the 2007 playoff run. They get beat by the Giants in that uh, fabled division game. And they get Jason up to $3 million to be the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, which happened to be the exact same salary Wade Phillips was making, $3 million to be your head coach. That is a problem. That is a problem. I would guess, and I don't know if I've seen those numbers, I would guess McCarthy makes somewhere in the neighborhood of five to six million dollars a year, and Quinn probably makes three and a half or four million a year, something along those lines. So I don't think it's the exact same scenario. But when you have uh, uh, that much of a divide, I mean, I can give you, I can give you, um, uh, for you, you can go back years and years and see stuff like this. You can go all the way back to the '85 Bears and see Mike Ditka, head coach of the of the offense, and 
and, and Buddy Ryan, head coach of the defense. You can always go back and see these things. Sometimes it works. I mean, as much as Buddy and Ditka, I think, had problems, they, they made it work enough to win that Super Bowl and have one of the greatest teams of all time. And then, of course, Buddy ends up going over to the Eagles, and, uh, boy, that led to these. And the Eagles, and that would have been circa 1989. And I think that's when Jimmy Johnson famously said something – he he made a comment about Buddy Ryan's big fat rear. <laughs> it got personal. They started talking about each other's bodies. Not good. Never good. Not a good look for head coaches. All right. Appreciate the text lines. We all the, the text messages are always open. Love hearing from our people. 254-662-1660. You text in. You get your text read, you get your name read, it's kind of a fun thing, and we uh, we have interaction in that way. All right, next, we do the dismount. we got to say goodnight. A couple of items I want to share with you as we get ready for Baylor, Texas, Big Monday. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents take up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Sparkle into the new year with DMRA Fine Jewelers. Now through January 31st, take up to 60% off during the DMRA January clearance event and save big on pieces from your favorite brands. New year, new jewelry at the DMRA Fine Jewelers January clearance event. Shop and save now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marley location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254 It's Agritech Animal Health. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women get a road win in Lubbock over the Red Raiders 79-59 on Saturday. Baylor women host Kansas Wednesday night in the Farrell Center. Baylor get another win in the Farrell Center over Arkansas in the SEC Challenge 67-64. Quick turnaround for the Bears. Tonight they'll head to Austin to face Texas. 8 o'clock tip-off and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Philadelphia Eagles punch their ticket to Super Bowl 57 beating the 49ers 31-7. They'll face the Kansas City Chiefs after the Chiefs beating the Bengals 23-20. The Eagles are an early two-point favorite in Arizona. Dallas Cowboys have parted ways with their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy will take over the play calling next season. Dallas Mavericks back on the floor tonight in the AAC hosting the Pistons. Tip is at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Howdy, is Matt Mosley, and we do have to say goodnight. Aaron, you know, after the Cowboy, the uh, the Baylor quarterback room had kind of emptied out, yeah, have you noticed how many, I mean, I, how many quarterbacks they have? I mean, I'm, I'm losing count now. Now, I wanted to make sure this guy was 2023 that had a great visit. I'm, I'm reading this thing that I, I just happened to come across this. Uh, as we were signing off here, this happened earlier today, had a great visit this weekend with BU football. And I'm looking here, he's got his picture standing in McLean. Uh, and I'm blessed to announce that I'll be committing to Baylor University. Uh, Cade Tessier, Tessier, Cade Tessier. Here I'm, look, I'm looking at the young man, let's see. He, uh, okay, 23, District Offensive MVP, Montgomery, Texas. 6'4", 205 pounds, 4'6", 40-yard dash, 3'8", GPA. Bring him on. Bring him on. Cade Tessier. Aaron, I got. I know what I'm going to do next hour or so before the Baylor game starts. Be looking at some film. Going to look at some cut-ups. Sean Bell has been like, gone from like Will Smith at the end of Fresh Prince to having like 15 quarterbacks in his room. Way to go, Sean. Golly, man. Crowded quarterback room out there at Baylor. Everybody have a great evening. Big Monday. And we'll have the uh, pregame start at 7.30 tonight right here at ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Aaron. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas.